Welcome back to Big Sky Buckets. I'm Big Sky. Let's talk some ball. Uh, if you're new to the channel, uh, so please subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. And we are now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, and Amazon Music. So if you prefer to get your podcasts there, go check those out. But today we're going to talk about two of the games that I watched last night. Huge slate of games, real good stuff overall, but today we're going to talk about my Atlanta Hawks versus the Charlotte Hornets, and then later on we're going to get a little bit, just a little bit, into Spurs Mavs, seeing Wimby's debut was something. But that game, we're, when, once we get there, you'll realize I have a lot more to say about this first game. So... This is going to be a shorter video than I've done before, and I plan to try and keep that pace up, make it start shortening them just so you have more content per second, minute, whatever. But let's talk about it was a close game. So if you're just box score watching or just taking a look at the score and not watching the game, you're probably thinking, oh, this is a pretty, this might be a banger of a game. I'm here to tell you. First of all, shout out to the Charlotte Hornets, PJ Washington, Mark Williams, and Brandon Miller. Incredible game. PJ Washington, I, I knew it. I knew it. He is going to be a great power forward for them solely because he also plays center. Mark Williams, incredible game. He's going to... People will start knowing his name for sure in the NBA. He, I think if he continues this path, he will be a top 10 center by the end of this year, solely because of rim running and defense. He's just so tall, so strong. And then Brandon Miller, for all the criticism he got in summer league and all of that, and he's not better than Scoot, blah, 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 that narrative, great first game. I do not want to talk about the Charlotte Hornets very much in this video. This video is directed right at the Atlanta Hawks. Watching that game from the perspective of a Hawks fan was essentially watching a felony be committed in front of your eyes. Horrific. Just an absolute, it, it, it was a tragedy in real life. Just awful, awful. The problem here is the second the game started, I'm over at my friend Joe's place, we're watching the game, seconds in, Everything that in the Eastern Standings video that I talked about of Quinn will level this, will take this team to the next level out the window almost instantaneously. And the problem here is that you shouldn't jump to conclusions off the first couple of seconds. But basketball is a game of rhythm. And if you in habits, if you rely on bad habits, it's going to take a lot to break those bad habits. Which means in a game where it's rhythm and basic instinct, your instinct's going to be to do that. So if I see them shoot mid-rangers from the jump, Trey and DeJounte shoot mid-rangers, all I can think is, all right, well, <clears throat> we've learned nothing. We've changed nothing. Now, it's an overreaction to game one, but I'm not going to put, I'm going to slam them right now because if I see this again, there's a massive issue. But I want to get on here right now and just say, what an attrition. Clint Capella and DeAndre Hunter do not fit this team whatsoever. And this is the problem. I thought for sure the front court last year was the worst passing front court in the league. They should get better. 
the second that it touches Clint's hands or DeAndre's hands, it's like a black hole. There's like no ball movement. And that's another thing. It's not just them. Trey and DeJounte had the worst shooting night I've seen from them in a long time. Based on our shooting numbers, we are the worst shooting team in the league. We're probably the worst team in the league based on one game. But I think we will get better. But again, the starting unit did not pass the ball at all. Everything that we were taught from fans to the media watching this team in training camp was just saying for the past month or so, all they've been doing is moving the ball. And they did get better at defense. I'll give them that. They're definitely, there's a better defensive scheme here than has been in the past. And there's true effort. But from the standpoint of we're going to pass the ball, Trey's going to play off the ball, DJ's going to play off the ball, the starting lineup just did not do that. And whenever it was, they were massively, like, they start going down or because they're hitting bricks. They, the thought process here is, like, every single one of them was like, oh, well, if Mark Williams blocks my shot, Clay Capella, why don't I just go up again and try, try it again? Like, Dude, no, he's got like a seven something wings. He's super, he's he's seven foot and some change. His wingspan is seven foot and some change. So collectively together, when he's going like this, that means you're not going to be able to get it. And when Trey is like, oh, like, and he's reverting back to his bad habits, of like pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. The problem here is that you can't just rely on the pick and roll when Mark Williams is sitting in the paint. And that's the problem with Clint Capella on this team is that this new system would rather have Onyeka Okongwu in and drag Mark out of the paint. And when we got to the end of the game, we did not do that, which was even though Onyeka was in foul trouble, he would have dragged Mark Williams out of the paint, allowing for easy buckets. But for some reason, we just could not understand <laughs> the concept of Mark Williams. And I'm shocked by it. Let's talk about the positives, though. Jalen Johnson is him. It's time. Most improved candidate off the bench. You can count me in. I, he will not be coming off the bench all season. I can tell you that. That is the other thing. The problem here is that if you look from the Atlanta Hawks starting unit to their bench, it is the craziest juxtaposition I've seen in the NBA. Normally it is your starters are like this and your bench is like this. Not for the Hawks. Not for the Hawks. Somehow we just have a crew of incredible basketball players coming off of our bench and a crew of just, like, I can't tell if it's selfishness or just wanting to run what you know. It's, there's too much, there's a collection of the starting lineup that is either you're not defensively inclined and you can't pass or you're not offensively inclined and you can't pass. There's not enough ball movement in the starting lineup. It's not cohesive enough. Like the defense, the bench unit is probably not as great defensively, but they play with more passion. They, they play selfless basketball. It's so easy to tell after one game. And I think the main thing here that Quinn's going to have to look at, and I can't tell if this is just a front office issue of trying to play players so that their value can go up to be traded. But it is very obvious that Clint Capella needs to be traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. He's perfect for that role. And the role we've had, I'm not saying that he fell off. It's that he just doesn't fit the scheme we're running anymore. 
we don't want to do as many pick and rolls because that takes away from the three three point shots we want to do. It also running constantly running the pick and roll keeps the defend defensive big just hanging around the basket. People like Jared Allen, Mark Williams, these are the kind of guy like this is what the idea is of five out spacing is to keep the to move them out where they are best defensively. And if we're just going to do the same thing we did, then like why am I supposed to buy into the fact that oh, we're going to like I predicted to be a top 6 seed to not be in the plan, but if this is the collective idea and I'm not saying Yes, we probably lost in general because we didn't shoot well. But I'm not happy with what I saw regardless. There's The ball movement was the selling point for us taking a step in the right direction. And I did not see that from the starting unit. And that's what I'm trying to get across. The bench unit, incredible. Onyeka needs to start at some point because if you're going to facilitate through the center, you need to do it with someone who can either space the floor, actually dribble the ball, actually have post moves, or and can play just better defense at this point, or just go back to pick and rolls and just tell us that you guys lied and that that this is an overreaction. Whatever. Want to give shout out to PJ Washington. This team might be legit. The Hornets might be legit. And the fact that what they have going here is you have Mark Williams be the paint presence. And what you also have is by having PJ Washington, who has basically played the starting five for them for a while now, play the four. When they run pick and rolls, if you run a pick and roll with PJ Washington while um, Mark Williams is out there, for almost every team in the league, except for a few, every single defensive four who's supposed to be guarding P.J. Washington or guard will always be undersized and he will always get what he wants and it's beautiful and in case that doesn't work which it almost always will he will stretch the floor because he can shoot threes um yeah honestly their front court is really good uh, and Brandon with Brandon Miller playing very well um I would hope that at one point you switch Gordon Hayward with Brandon Miller just for youth purposes. And he's kind of got the Bogdan Bogdanovich thing. Like we know Gordon Hayward gets injured. So if you just have him come off the bench, he will play like less minutes. He'll still be great. in what he does when he's healthy, you just, it's all about trying to keep him healthy. So I, I think I might've, I think I might've should, should have gone with my gut on the Hornets, but that's really it on my just disgusting rant. I will say this, um, the Hawks are going to have to have a bounce back game against the New York Knicks. And then if they lose that game, they're going to have to have a bounce back game against the Milwaukee Bucks. And then if they lose that game, they're going to have to <laughs> going to have to have a bounce back game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's not, this was the game to kind of springboard you. So no, there's some concern for this. There's concern now that all of a sudden there's, instead of like having no pressure to start, there's some pressure. But let's move on to the next game. Victor Wimbanyama looked incredible, except for the fact that my boy just would foul. And he just, the fouling thing is going to be the issue with him during this rookie season. He's going to get better at it, but getting four fouls really early on, like getting two fouls early on, just getting relegated to the bench 
And then the second half comes, you get two more fouls, and then you get relegated to the bench for like the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, you shine. If that had not happened, I think the Spurs probably could have won. I, I do think that uh, people on social media saying Kelton Johnson and Jeremy Sohan sold is hilarious because it's definitely kind of true. The last three minutes of that game was won defensively for the Mavs because <laughs> the Spurs players were trying to play hero ball when the guy who's basically keeping them in the game, they're just not giving it to him. I know he's the rookie, and it's seen a lot of the old uh, when LeBron was drafted memes from uh, Cleveland of like Carlos Boozer and a couple others just saying, yeah, I don't know. There's like better players on his team, but like going forward, he'll be very helpful. It's like, no, he gets there and he's immediately the best player on the team. And that is exactly what Victor Wambayama is. Wake up, wake up. Let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks though. Also one more thing about the um, Spurs. Devin Vassell is him. His, his, his shots are silky smooth. Absolutely incredible mid-range jumper, good three-point jumper. He's going to be great for him. Um, on the other side, you know, Luka and Kyrie just did what Luka and Kyrie do, but the game, the, the game-changing player for them is the same player I criticized. Uh, it's not exactly criticized, but predicted that he would have to learn the game. But Derek Lively came out in his first NBA game, and he looks like he's... He's probably top two rookie of the year ladder. Only one game, overreactions, baby. Um, he's going, I can't tell, and I don't want to like downplay this incredible performance. I can't tell it's if it's because he was playing against uh, the one of the worst defenders of, of starting centers in the league in Zach Collins, or if he's really just built like this. Because oh, my man just... He was going to work. He was clocking in. He was putting. He was putting in his hours for real. Uh, some I I can't remember if it was block shots, but the rebounds, the lobs, I'm the putback dunks. Oh, it's just disgusting. It, it was shocking to me. I, where was this? The beginning of the Duke season. I guess he really learned something in that last third of Duke. He really learned how to be a real player, and it's stuck. It's stuck in his mind. His, connect, his connection with Luca is honestly to me, and I, I know I'm going to get some criticism for this, not as good as his con connection with uh, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving doesn't – Luca kind of just like chucks it up there uh, because Derek Lively is like seven foot with like this super long wingspan. But Kyrie's kind of like, look, I'll put it like right, right here so you can just kind of do like that. Uh, and – that turned to a lot more lobs in my, like, from the, the point in time that I saw uh, than, like, the earlier earlier stages, like, second, third quarter was a lot more of, like, Kyrie's just like, hey, <laughs> I'm going to throw it somewhere. He'll get it. Uh, eventually, it kind of settled down. He figured out the sweet spots. But this is something to look forward to. Um yeah, there wasn't too much other than that to talk about. It was way closer of a game than I think it should have been. But um, at the same time, this is a good one for the Mavs. This is a good start for the Spurs. I think you – I know that Popovich is trying to – he tries to create an unselfish culture, you know. This might be the one time, like, you've never had an offensive player quite like this. You haven't had a player like this. Like, Tim Duncan was him, but 
in terms of the two the true two-way impact of like the stretch the stretching the being seven four just being over everyone you need to instill in your team that like look it doesn't always have to go to win Banyama, but like in the it shouldn't be like I have to prove my worth that like I can hang with Wimbanyama and you're on the same team like and that's kind of like what killed them at the end of this game uh hero ball that didn't involve the number one guy <laughs> that everyone really wanted to see it was pretty packed crowd in San Antonio but um they'll they're the, they're the youngest team in the league they're gonna get over it it's gonna be all good but yeah that's basically my takes I'm gonna watch at least Philly Bucks tonight. I'm concerned about watching Suns Lakers because now they're saying Devin Booker and Bradley Beal aren't going to play. Like we're doing, we're doing this the second game in. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> it's disgusting. But that's what I got for you today. I think it was just hey, shorter episode. Let's go. Um, I'm going to keep trying to do these for the games I watch. I will make longer episodes or at least start cutting them in if I watch more than like two games in a day, which eventually once we get to the weekend, that's when I can really start to get them in. And then I'll probably start branching to other social medias to start doing like shorts, TikToks, whatever. And so if you're looking for a specific game, I can start, I'm going to start trying to do bookmarks on YouTube, all that good stuff. But for the most part, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed if you're, like I said before, if you're new, please subscribe, give it a like, let me know how you think, was I, was, am I, was I too harsh on the Hawks? Uh, did I not give enough credit to the Hornets? Did I just not talk enough about Wimby and Luca? Just let me know. But uh, for the most part, thank you so much for listening. And I will.